0: Hello and welcome to the Kaboodle Food Podcast. My name is Rebecca C. Johnson and I'm here with my mother, Diane Johnson. Hello. <laughs> um, and today we're going to be talking about um, diets. Um, now you told me to go and research some diets, didn't you? I did, yes. Okay um, and the first thing I searched because I didn't really know where to start was um, what is the best diet for me and the first thing that came up was a quiz that told me that um, it would find the best diet for me based on um, uh, my, my attitude towards food and, and how I how I see food. So it's um, a psychological approach? Yeah, yeah, approach kind of, yeah. Um, but it first asked me for my BMI, um, which I put in, and it told me I was healthy. I was over a healthy weight. So you put in your weight and your height. Yeah, so my BMI was of a healthy percent size. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, so it told me I was healthy, um, and then it took me through onto all of these questions, uh, which I will now find. I should have had this prepared, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, so uh, one of the questions that they asked was, do you eat large portion sizes? Now, <laughs> I don't I don't really know what a portion size is. Like, I, I know it's a thing. I know it's something I should know, but I don't really know what it is. Um, so I just said, yeah, sure, I, I, I don't eat large portion sizes. I, I eat what I'm meant to be eating. Um, so they gave you absolutely no indication as to what no, no. you were talking about.
1: So no. And portion sizes change depending on what the food is. Really? So, oh, I thought it so was just so <laughs> bog standard. That's the amount of everything you should be having. Mm, yeah, it's one of, the, one of the major problems at the moment is that we're actually eating more than we have done in generations. Um, so if you looked at a, a plate of food sort of standard sunday lunch you know yeah. roast dinner or whatever uh, there will be substantially less food on that plate than we would see nowadays so we seem to
0: have got bigger and bigger portions as we've gone along so so i'm guessing that's also a case of it's more available now so we, we can just go down to the supermarket and pick up like a massive chicken when before they had to go and find a chicken or something? Or, well, that's, well, not exactly. <laughs> yes, that's our local
1: chicken. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, in, in terms of um, the cost of food, yeah. I would suggest that in years gone by, most people would have a vegetable garden. And they grow their own vegetables. Mm-hmm. So they that was quite inexpensive. Yeah. And you could afford to have a lot of it. Yeah. You know, when you got a glut with so all the peas arrived at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> then, then you were going to eat a lot of
0: sorry, vegetable eating peas for the next six months. <laughs> yes. What about the potatoes? No, we'll have those later. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of, of how we go
1: about things, I mean, certainly we used to be told um in, in food studies they'd yeah. say um, a typical Meat portion is a hundred grams. Is that true? It it's it's the standard traditional meat portion. You okay. think about how many times you go to a restaurant. Yeah. And you've got massive steaks. Yeah. Yeah. You know you've got what they call an eight ounce steak. Yeah. Well, that is basically two hundred grams.
0: Wow. So, so we're we're eating nearly
1: it's double and it depends what it is it's 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 with everything um but you know fish you should be having about 100 grams of fish okay. for a portion if you have a whole fish obviously it's going to be more than that yes. because you've got the bones and you've got the head yeah. and, and the tail that you don't eat so portion size is dependent of dependent upon the food uh, but for sure we are eating larger portions than we ever ever have done and this is perceived as being one of the problems with weight gain
0: that's very interesting especially when um because i kind of always assume that when you go to when i go to a restaurant when i when i eat out with us, with friends or with my family so you guys um i am being given the correct amount of food and and not food but the correct like portion size and stuff and as you said like nearly two, 200 grams of steak compared to what we should be being given which is like 100 grams mm. so i'm getting they're catering less towards um, kind of being healthy and what you should be eating, and and the right stuff, and catering more towards what we want and what people want. Yeah, yeah, and food, which is more
1: for their money. And food is a lot cheaper than it used to be. I know we yeah. all complain about prices and and you know going yeah. around the supermarket, but you can actually eat very very inexpensively. Yeah, uh, and put a lot on your plate for it. Yeah, and and that goes down the path with convenience foods um you know where where it's already made for yeah. us and even when you do go out if, if we go out for our, our pub lunch or whatever yeah um then the food that's being provided generally isn't from a skilled cook yeah it's a microwave technician so what they <laughs> yeah. do a lot of the time not not the top quality ones but a lot of the time yeah standard pub fare has arrived at theirs in a pre-packaged container and they
0: just zap it in the microwave it's very odd because they always kind of do like the chef special and all this kind of yeah. stuff which makes you think that they're actually like cooking things yes not indeed putting things in microwaves yeah okay yeah so that's actually quite interesting that we're eating more now than we ever have before because the national health uh survey came out with these statistics um a few years ago uh, not a few years ago it was recently from a few years ago uh that said um adults in adults 26% of men are obese and 40% are overweight um so that that's 66% of all adult males mm-hmm. are obese or overweight yep that's more than half of the population yeah.
1: and it is statistically very sound is that that's that's there's no question that that is yeah. is not accurate and and i think a lot of it does come down to what we what we call portion distortion which <laughs> that has a really nice name to
0: it but i don't think it's something it's not we should be good thing aiming for <laughs> no, it's <laughs>
1: not a good thing so that there's you know there's there's that perception yeah. that i have this plate and so therefore
0: it should be you know mountainous yeah yeah i mean with the all the, all you can eat things are incredibly popular at the moment all my friends are oh, we can go to this place they have an all, all you can eat buffet thing it's it's great i know somebody was telling me
1: they sat down to one of these um menu tasting yeah sessions and they sat there for six hours six hours they Have
0: 18 courses that's like henry the eighth level yeah and he died young yeah. of a heart attack i mean that's, Ooh, that's you know, just a paper. <laughs> <laughs> that's just
1: one of those awful i mean that as soon as people say as much as you can eat yeah i think oh, that would be really cheap ingredients it's yeah. probably not terribly nice food but it psychologically it kills me i just can't yeah. i just couldn't face yeah having
0: that kind of like I, f- experience. I feel like i've had the biggest meal of my life just talking about it if yeah. i'm honest with you yeah yeah, yeah, there's a lot of psychology with food. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, it, they said that 60% of men are obese or overweight. 57% of women are obese or overweight. So although it's less, it's still over 50%. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's it the number's climbing at the moment. Well, for
1: sure, because what we're experiencing at the moment are a lot of people have good intentions yeah. to lose weight. And, you know... Yeah credit to them because there is no question that yep. all the health indicators are that if you're not carrying excessive weight then you are likely to have fewer uh, cardio problems yeah so it's strokes, what aiming for yeah but but at the end of the day we only have i think it's something like five percent of people who lose weight keep it off Oh, that's, that's so really not good. You look at look at dieting per se, and I think
0: it's fair to say it doesn't work. Yeah, but it but it's advertised so much, especially with um with with kids. This the same survey said that uh, sixteen percent of children aged between two years and fifteen years are obese, and twelve percent are overweight but not yet obese. So that's twenty eight percent of children are shocking. Um, not of a healthy way it is shocking but the other thing that comes along with this
1: is that people get judged for it yeah so although you know it's it's something that we've talked about in the past where if people have taken weight off and put it back on again yeah they are universally condemned as it's their fault and somebody said to me once this is probably one of the only diseases that is basically not curable in a standard manner. Yeah. Um, and you get blamed at the same time.
0: Yeah. I, I guess it's it's the perception of, like, if you are overweight... So if, if you start off overweight and you go on a diet and you, loo- you lose all this weight, that you've kind of... That's the end of it. And you... you and i guess that's the perception um outwardly to other people because it's a case of well done you finally finished this diet you're you're, you're at a yeah, healthy weight now it's yeah. fine and i guess of the person themselves who thought all right that's it it's over don't have to diet anymore can go back to doing whatever i want I'm of, I'm of a healthy way i don't need to worry so i guess that perception of it ending and being kind of the end of um uh your your diet or losing weight um it is the reason why you then could gain weight again. Well, I mean, and this is this is what the diet industry,
1: the commercial diet yeah. industry, rely on. They rely on failure.
0: Yeah. Well, that's... that's a- yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was going to say, on average, uh, women start three diets a year. Three a year. And they advertise it so much as well because, I mean, all of these kids who are overweight or obese, um, they... They, their exposure to the media nowadays is mind-blowing it's it's incredible and I mean I found a video um where an actor from a big franchise was told that he, he had this topless scene and he was told that the evening before he should be um not drinking any water um and then on the day that he should be eating skittles and drinking coffee because it dehydrates him so his skin would he said, like, shrink wrap around his muscle. Now, I've never heard of this before. And it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but it has obviously been advertised to people through this actor. It's an incredibly silly
1: thing to do as well. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I mean, the one, one theme throughout nutrition is make sure you drink plenty.
0: I'm just going to take a sip of water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and yes, bodybuilders do it when they're, they're uh, competing. Um, Wait. So they're
0: competing
1: dehydrated. They're competing dehydrated. A lot of them. Um, so that they're they're doing stands and movements and yeah. all all of that. Yeah. Um. You know. and it, they've oiled their skin. They've dehydrated I mean, to, to get that yeah. look with the you know the veins standing out. Um, yeah. Which sounds really gross if I'm honest. But the, the problem is, you know. It, it's like everything, you know, even in schools now, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're saying the children have got to drink plenty. Yeah, we I mean, don't care if they keep going
0: to the toilet every now and then yeah. because it's healthier. Yeah, we've, um, I mean, just coming out of doing uh, my A-level exams, um, every teacher that I've had and my tutor as well have has been saying, drink water, bring water into the exam with you, drink lots of water before... Yeah. Your, the day of the exam just to make sure you're hydrated and your brain is properly functioning yeah because yeah, you lose about 10% of your mental
1: acuity when you're de- dehydrated 10% and that happens as soon as you think
0: I'm a bit thirsty because you you have a delayed reaction it, it's like all these it happens things. that instantaneously
1: yeah if you if you actually realize that you're thirsty you've been dehydrated for a little while and that's that's exactly how it works <laughs> okay you need to start drinking more water. <laughs> so you, you need to intuitively just regularly be drinking water. Yeah. Okay, that's,
0: yeah, wow. I didn't realise it was um, kind of, not immediate, but the feeling of being, de- like, needing a drink of water, I didn't realise that was, yes, you're on now, yeah. dehydrated, you yeah. need to, like,
1: yeah. drink and, and, and and some water. <laughs> and you, you do find that people, when they go on set, if
0: they're all doing this shrink wrap thing, um <laughs> That they Which, which the, the actual concept of it shrink wrapping really sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But it's obviously a real
1: thing. It's it is a thing. Um but the I mean the problem with that is you've got people who are
0: going there who are not functioning properly because they are so yeah. dehydrated. I, I wouldn't be able to like say any lines or anything if I oh. if I was that dehydrated that my skin was being affected. Yeah. I I'd... But I mean think about your kidneys, liver, all your vital
1: organs. Yeah. Um you know, and, and the other thing is you're processing, so breaking down glycogen from the liver, that's your energy source. Yeah. So if you are competing physically, yeah. Um you need that glycogen.
0: Yeah. Because and ironically
1: your body actually can't easily process it. So you start craving sugar. So that is to
0: actually get blood sugar lifted. That you'd normally do with water. That so you normally do with water. So if you you crave sugar a lot if You just drank more water, potentially, you'd stop craving sugar. Yeah, it's a thing. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. that's oh, well, blood sugar levels are, are, are very, very sensitive yeah. to your needs. Yeah, for whatever you, you happen to be doing. Okay, so that's that's interesting because that's an, a, a kind of an immediate effects thing that people do to make themselves look good or look like they've been doing more dieting than they actually have been doing. Yeah, um, but. There's I on my on my research that you sent me out on, um, I found the two one uh for the two one the five two diet. <laughs> I I know what's going on. How many days are there in a week? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so the five two diet, which is intermittent fasting. Um, so that's you eat normally for five days, and then for two days you eat a quarter of your daily needs and that's actually what the website that I found this diet on said that you're not meant to be eating your daily needs now to me to me that implies you're not doing something that you actually need to be doing not that you're kind of doing it healthily and just you know reducing bits here and there and looking at the overall picture it sounds very drastic for only two days yeah
1: i mean it, we we do have dietary requirements a lot of people having said that have found success with that approach okay. um it's not one i would ever recommend okay because you could end up with a shortfall in your um calorie requirements yeah, yeah. on the two days uh, i mean, and, I mean and they that... did
0: they did say that um that they suggest that you carry a snack just in case you feel faint or ill on your two days of fasting, which just doesn't sound right to me. Like I like food too much to have to <laughs> carry a snack with me just in case I, I don't, I collapse <laughs> essentially. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you, you've you got to choose your two days fasting if you are doing this. I'll say I wouldn't recommend it, but if you, if you are choosing to do that, um, you've got to very carefully choose those two days because if you're at work, yeah. if you're using machinery, if you're driving, you know, there's a lot of ramifications. Yeah. And the other thing is, people tend to think that it's, I fast for two days, I'm having like 400 calories yeah. or whatever yeah. those days. Yeah, 500 for women, 600 for men, I think they said. Yeah. yeah. So, in terms of having, having that amount, um, they then feel that they can eat what they like the other five days. <laughs> so
0: so so you just you just blow the two days of dieting or, or um, intermittent fasting out the window by just eating double the amount for the five yeah. days. Yeah, and and also it is
1: definitely it's not recommended for people who have got diabetes, um, who have had an eating disorder. Yeah, i, m- I mean that there was the, um, there was the
0: list that they they had at the bottom of the page is is mental so they say uh, as you said um if you have an if you've previously had an eating disorder if you uh, have type 1 diabetes if you experience drops in blood sugar if you're pregnant if you're a nursing mother if you're a teenager if you're a child if you're trying to conceive or if you're having fertility issues that's the so it's a list yeah it sounds like if there's anything even slightly different from like the average uh kind of bodily functions just don't bother because you're gonna end up accidentally killing yourself or something it's it's i mean it's fraught with difficulties i think i mean um they actually said that some women um stop menstruating uh when they're on this diet but however don't worry guys they explained that all negative effects go away after returning to your normal diet Mm. now they specifically said your normal diet not a normal diet which got diet. you there in the first place <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> so the reason you needed the diet was because you were eating the way you were and then you diet and then you go back to the way you were eating before wait a year
1: and then you put it all back on again yeah so maybe not even that length of time so you mentioned
0: something called yo-yoing yo-yo dieting yeah as i say do this you want is... to explain what that is because that sounds more like a child's game than a It's it's
1: essentially where people will go onto a diet, lose weight, come off the diet, go back to their normal diet, (laughs) and we'll put the weight on again. We'll go on a diet, lose the weight, and so it goes on. So
0: it it goes back to that thing where you think as soon as you've lost the weight, you're done, you're finished, it's over, and you can just continue with your life. And only 5%,
1: I mean, it's a a ridiculously low amount... 5% of people keep that weight off. So in terms of a business, it's a success story, isn't it? Because if you can sell your diets to people, and, I mean, in this country, it's about £2.5 billion, the value of it.
0: Wow, because I never... I never see the dieting industry as like a company, as an industry, as people trying to make money. I always see it as kind of like people trying to be really healthy and change their lifestyle and, yeah. and improve their general health. I've, I never thought of it as being a business opportunity, you know? I, it was always just trying, I always saw it as other people trying to help them. Yeah. But I was obviously very long. No, wrong. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's a <laughs> massive, massive... Business um, and lots of different ideas and you get your hype and then you get your celebrities going doing yeah. this diet, that diet, the other diet. I mean it's always been there. I yeah. mean in in my childhood, I vividly remember my mum going on an egg and grapefruit diet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> an egg and grapefruit fruit diet. Yes. The the thing is, they don't even sound like they taste nice together. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's got legs really, but no, um no. no.
1: No, but there you go. <laughs> so we've always had okay. it. you want to try the egg and grapefruit diet? Yeah. I well, mean, that's your taste buds. That just sort of bounded around. Yeah, that was just my phone. We'll ignore that. It's <laughs> unimportant. It, that, that was banded around as a, a, a doable diet. That and the uh, F plan diet. F plan? F plan. That sounds like some censored out a swear word. Uh, Fibre, basically. Oh, okay.
0: Um, the consequences of some of these <laughs> diets you can only begin yeah. to imagine. Talking of consequences of having fibre in your diet, the liquid diet is another one that I found. Another diet that I found when I was researching, um, and they seem quite popular. So that's um, instead of eating normal uh, normal food, essentially, uh, you live off uh, soups and shakes um, and generally a nutrition bar or a vitamin mineral supplementy supplementy thing um and i mean when i was in doing this research um a few of the pages were talking about um putting your body in a state of ketosis now that sounds sciencey and mildly fancy what is that
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh well that's when you start burning fat instead of carbohydrate. so the body's go to um
0: energy source yeah. is carbohydrate okay so that's your pastas and your breads and your yeah crackers yeah and you hope you, you think of hopefully more it's all going to be
1: uh, whole grain yeah. style
0: okay. l- l-
1: the least refined the better okay um, so like the bread with the seeds so when we've had all these <laughs> sorry <laughs> we've had all these diets where they're basically condemning carbohydrate yeah um, what they're doing is they're saying it's too available,
0: okay. that
1: particular um, energy. Yes. Yeah, so. Too available. We yeah. don't want to do that. What we want to do is make it difficult for the body. Yeah. So we're not going to have much by way of carbohydrate. We're going to focus on fat and protein. And what tends to happen is you end up with a diet that's actually really quite high in fat. That also doesn't sound good. <laughs> well, it goes against all of the um experts experience yeah. and aims so they
0: say that you shouldn't have that much fat
1: and you should be having you should have a a, a a balance of all the nutrients okay. I believe yeah um but in terms of um the ketosis yeah what you're actually looking at um is getting terribly bad breath because of the the ketones that are, are, are swimming around and, and that the, comes out of your so breath
0: the ketones are the things that burn the fat that's already they
1: are in your body. released in the breath in the breath or well, the bread even yeah, as the body bread, burns huh? fat um <laughs> okay. so that's that's basically that's just how low carb diets work okay so yeah. you cut out a particular
0: nutrient okay um so, so yeah this lady online who did this diet as she was it i mean not that you were wrong, but um, yeah, this, this lady was saying that she did experience this bad breath um, and she actually had really bad constipation because it was a liquid diet so there was no fibre and she actually had to take two laxatives a week to make anything work. That's not nice. No. But the thing is, a lot of these uh,
1: shakes, um, they do include fibre, okay. so it, it, it's very much on what you're looking at so it it might have just been the company that she used rather than it might have been the products um it might be that it just didn't agree with her yeah because i guess everybody's different right exactly exactly but most companies will tell you that what they put into the shakes and and um smoothies or bars or whatever is a balanced a balance of nutrients okay um what happens with this in particular is we're going back to our portion distortion
0: okay so when
1: someone says you have that bar for your lunch yeah and you have that soup for your evening meal yeah they're controlling your portions so basically so you're just having you're having at the amount that they believe you should have
0: okay so you're you're having a correct portion just in liquid form so in reality what they could just say is have this food Here's the correct portion. There's no money in that, though. That's true, but <laughs> but it would work just as well. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, okay. So how do you suggest that people can lose weight in a healthy way um, without it costing an arm and a leg and without um, putting themselves in danger?
1: Well, I, I would I would say that the way I look at it, it's mindfulness. It's actually planning what you're going to eat, making sure um, you focus on the food. um, So you're not sitting in front of the telly. Yeah. You've planned what you're going to have. You know what a portion looks like. Educate yourself in in that manner. Um, The NHS, in conjunction with Change for Life, have got a, a super little thing going where you can go on Change for Life and look at recipes and so immediately those recipes are going to be um
0: proportionate yeah and so science, not not scientific but um a correct uh proportion. balance yes, yes that's the one I was ab- looking absolute for.
1: balance and, and it is having a, a general balance making sure that you um have an enjoyable meal you savor it you chat with friends it's yeah. a social occasion it's not a dump the plate on on your laptop whilst watching the news um and not actually even noticing what you've had to eat particularly so it's it's all about that and it's taken many years for people to put weight on so it's going to take quite a bit to get rid of it yeah so but this is a plan for the future for all individuals where you can actually have a balanced diet uh, you get all the nutrients that you
0: need um and it's a it's a diet for life. Yeah, it's not just a, a short-term thing that you can uh, quickly put in your life and then take out yeah. five months down the road, right?
1: And I am absolutely convinced, having had a lot of experience with this, when I talk to people, they tend to know exactly what it is that's made them yeah. gain weight. Yeah. Uh, it might be um, a businesswoman who stays away in hotels um you know who is then having a bit of an indulgence she's on yeah. her own and yeah. <laughs> you know she's got a stressful day tomorrow so i'll have an extra pudding. yes fine. <laughs> the, the, the restaurant is calling um you know it can be anything people who who drink um you know maybe they're having more units than would be healthy for them in terms of um alcohol versus calorie consumption yeah. so there's it, it does tend to be people who who get why why they are where yeah, they are, yeah, um, and
0: it's not like this invisible force that that they are probably aware of it. Yeah, I I believe so. so. Would you say that your advice to those people is to um, make those slight changes in their diet rather than totally overhauling the whole thing? Absolutely right. So it's small baby
1: steps. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no need to do
0: everything at once. It's
1: up your exercise a bit check your portion sizes, invest in new bits of equipment yeah. if that's what you know does it for you and get your interest in proper food going yeah. again um, because a lot of this it boils down to not necessarily having proper food, yeah. not having homemade food.
0: Whether that's because of their lifestyle or because they don't know what they're doing or don't like doing it or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Learning to cook is a life skill. This has been a really interesting conversation. Uh, thank you for including me in this. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you for listening to Food podcasts. Food Podcast. uh, My name is Rebecca C. Johnson and I've been talking to my mum, Diane Johnson.